0: It is the 2023-24 season preview with the Steinbach Pistons. Joined now with head coach Paul Dick. Paul, uh, heading into what
1: year as head coach of the Pistons? Well, if I do the math, I started uh, as head coach, general manager in the summer of 2012. So is it, that'd be just my 12th year? Time time
0: flies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, coming off a championship last year, uh, a lot of turnover for the club this year. How much of last year's culture, last year's uh, standards, all of that goes into this year, despite there being so many new faces?
1: Well, we've seen some really good carryover. You know, there's nine. There are nine returning players, and um, there's there's no question they're driving the culture. The um, intensity and practice, the preparation. So that's been really good. They understand how difficult that was last year and it, that it required everyone on a daily basis and particularly at the key times of the year. We certainly had our hiccups last year, but, um, you know, a group that was very resilient and persistent and, and somewhat stubborn and, um, which were were qualities that when channeled in the, you know, in, in the right direction. Um, we saw some really positive results. So that's been big. You know, you know we saw yesterday practice, we stopped practice after about 20 minutes, didn't love it. And uh, I saw an immediate response to it. It's the first time we've done that this year. And afterwards, I had a few guys speak up that guys like that shouldn't happen. And it wasn't coming from us. It was coming from the guys that were here last year. And, um, you know, they don't, they want this to start off on the right foot and have the new players understand that this is a daily commitment. Winning
0: is addicting, and it starts from day one. And every team wants to win, so you've got to work harder than everybody else if you want to be a champion. And a lot of the guys, uh, the key guys, I'm thinking, Dagelman, Chambers, Penner, the guys who won, they're looking at what it takes to win a national championship, and that's being the best of the best every day. Yeah,
1: 100%. That's... It's a lofty goal. We feel it's an attainable goal, and um, you have to strive for it. I mean, what, you know, what are we here for, right? And um, I think the guys are, there's no question, they want to be playing hockey in May again last year, like as we did last year. that's it, it, They're very proud of the fact that they did that last year and they accomplished it. Um, of course, and a lot of new guys, but I think the guys that have come in this year, they also have an understanding prior to arrival, what the expectations are. And so we've had those conversations. I've talked to guys, you know, you know, if you're coming here, you, you're going to be a part of, uh, hopefully something special
0: yeah and, and part of that something special is of course the success on the ice but also what you do away from the ice and it's whether it's school whether it's volunteering in the community whether it's just bonding as a team yes winning is great but at the end of the day you got to have fun and these kids are 18 19 20 future leaders in their respective communities it's important to develop them as people as well
1: 100 percent. we had a team builder last night at at island breeze with uh, mike or chaplain leading that and guys had a good time it's just different but it's a team building exercise and uh, those are things that um, we, we we do fairly routinely but getting involved in the community and skating with minor hockey and getting into the schools and those are some of the greatest memories they're going to take and, and take with them and cherish and the relationships with their billets. Uh, we're already seeing that uh, those friendships develop and they've only been here for a short period of time. We're going to do a full
0: roster breakdown coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, That's one of the things I look forward to the most, getting to know the players a little bit more. Uh, But one of the biggest adjustments is moving, and I feel most, I think, for Jeff Ides, who's had to do a lot of different moves with things. But uh, take us through the move to La Brokery and what it's been like setting up Pistons country and Habs country.
1: A lot of the work was done prior to the players' players arrival, and uh, so that's been... Really since we, we left uh, the building in Steinbach, and then since the teardown, of course, prior to the teardown, we had to have all of our belongings out of the building and then storage either in the brokerage in the case center or, or uh, we, we uh, had some, uh, some of our things in the old high life offices temporarily as well. So we had to be creative in where we were finding some storage. and But uh, we're consolidated, we're in one place. Yeah, the players moved in on on Monday, just this past Monday. So it seems like this has happened very quickly and they're, they're settled in. Everyone has their, their stalls selected and, uh, it's, it's become home. So it, it feels good. You know, being day one was a little strange to be honest with you. We're trying to figure out where things are and where do we keep sticks and tape. And it was a lot of questions being asked. And of course for all 25 players, it was new and not just, and the staff. So Everyone's asking the same questions. But um, you know, here we are three, four days in, and uh, I think it's very, very comfortable now for us.
0: It's a, it's a small detail, but I know players really value when they can move into that locker room. Now, during camps in, in years past at the T.G. Smith, guys weren't permitted to be in the Pistons' actual locker room. You would have them in the other rooms at the T.G. Smith. So for this particular camp, which you had mainly in Steinbeck, For the guys to then move to the Brokery and, like you said, have their stalls, have their numbers already selected as well, that just is one of those moments where it might seem small, but it brings a group together relatively quickly.
1: No question. I think that day, that was our team. I think they they just kind of, they all walked into the same dressing room for the first time. For the first time, those 25 guys this year kind of walked into the same room and um, had their names up in their stalls and their numbers associated with it and um, so that's a pretty pretty cool moment for uh, a young player who has made a junior roster for the first time in his life and um, and and for the even for the returning guys like this is this is this is us this this is what we're working with this year and these are my teammates and um, let's go to work.
0: So we talk a lot about um you know, that going to work, but it also, it's also about managing throughout an entire season. You can't win a championship in day one, uh, or game one, I should say. You can win it maybe day one, but not game one. Talk about developing habits with this group, because like every year, it's a new challenge. It's new personalities. It's new personnel, new talents. Take us through how you plan to gel this group going forward and, and get the
1: ball rolling throughout the year. Well, habits are something that we, we've we stressed you know, for a number of years now, just what practices look like. I mean, what Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday look like really determines often what our weekend results are. And, um, difficult for sometimes for young players to understand that for someone that has relied solely on talent or largely on talent for most of their minor hockey careers. And yes, there's a hard work component, but I think to be at this level, um, and beyond, it's much more than talent. And, uh, so... We, we, uh, we stress, we preach, we, it's, it's habits and details continually. And, and we have some hard and fast principles that we look for on a daily basis. And we stopped practice yesterday to remind them once again but they hear it from us a lot until it just becomes normal to them. And to have guys moving their feet in every drill that they do and pushing themselves, that's what we're looking for. Uh, and that's how they're going to get better in practice. And we see more development in practice during a year than we do in in games. Yeah, do we see the growth in games? No question. But where they're really improving is when your practice habits are right, that's where you become a player. Talking to Paul Dick ahead of the 2023-24
0: season, Paul, a lot of that hard work and practice it accompanies hard work in the summer. We uh, you know we talk about the new guys coming in, how exciting it is to see them in person and, and all of that, but to see the returning guys after putting in you know weeks in the gym and and being ready mentally there to come into a season with more goals in mind. They're not just settling on the Turnbull Cup last year. What's it been like to see Kirk Mullin come back thicker and bigger and Hunter Dagelman come back with more edge, if that was even possible? But you go up and down the list of the returning guys, they've all
1: come back in, as as uh, cliche as it is, best shape of their lives. Absolutely. So very encouraging. You know, that's a difficult... Uh, when you play as late as we did, There, it's 80-plus games, and the guys are banged up. So it's... It's tough to go immediately into the gym, um, just to understand some p- teams have been out for two months at that stage. So their players are well into their, their programs of strengthening and conditioning, et cetera. So our conditioning is there at that stage, but guys have lost weight and, um, some strength through nagging injuries, et cetera. So to well, as see as an example, what, Noah Zabo told me he lost 12 pounds during the Centennial Cup alone. Exactly. So there you go. I mean, warm building, tough, you're playing big minutes and uh, it's tough to replenish. So yeah, to see him, you know, Molly was the first guy you mentioned. I saw him come in. I'm like, wow, he had a really good summer and you can see it. It's translating on the ice. He's big and strong. And with that comes confidence, a different layer of confidence, level of confidence. And um, you can go right across, right across the board. Everybody's come in. We've been really pleased with our our leaders' commitment to their conditioning this offseason.
0: How much is that set by the leadership group from years past? And I mean, like, Mullen looks at like, a guy like Dawson Milliken, yeah. and he kind of looks like him now a little bit. Mm-hmm. You look at Zabo wanting to, to get in better shape, uh, like, a, like a Langley crew. Like, you can go down the list. How much does the leadership group from years past impact the, the, the group this year?
1: There's tremendous influence every year. You know, there's mentorship that takes place. And when you, when you see a guy like Millie, who was a man, you know he's he's put together. He's put in years of time in the gym, consistent with it. He does his maintenance during the season, and uh, that's the thing. This year is the guys now will understand. Yeah, they've put in great time in the summer, but now the emphasis is on maintenance during the year. Um, and there's we've seen, you know, players actually m- not only maintain their weight, maybe add a couple of pounds of muscle by um, you know following a pretty strict. Workout plan, rest, nutrition—the combination of the three. If they're very disciplined with it, um, they can make some gains during the season as well.
0: And they want to be successful. That's that's the, what drives a lot of the guys. And you know, a lot of the talk is is not just about making the playoffs. It's not just about what you can do in the province. But guys, especially last year, have their eyes on the national prize, and that can set the tone for a group that's got. Uh, again a lot of targets on their back and and every night it it can be hard to bring their best but that's what they need to do yeah
1: the reality is when you're you've won the league the year before then you're the hunted and there's a target on your back i think uh, we had it last year as well just being in the finals the year before and we've had some success for the last few years so that is one of the challenges um but but i, I think the guys are up to that i mean it's it's um you and I spoke here personally just prior to this about can't really afford any days off. Like even how we practice on a, on a given week and it, it translates on the weekend. And, you know, we want to have, uh be in a position where we have home ice advantage at the end of the year and uh, that enhances your chances in the playoffs. The playoffs, we saw last year, how difficult they are. There's a lot of good teams in our league and, um, some teams are just as hungry as we are. So it's, um, uh, you know, it's going to be a, another grind, but that's really the, it's the journey is what's, what's so memorable.
0: Talking to head coach Paul Dick, we're going to talk a lot about the, the new arena setup. We'll have Jeff Fides on talking about, uh, you know, the different setup that he's got to deal with. We'll, of course, we'll talk to the staff throughout the year. But let's talk about the team. You've always been having a challenge of, building a team for home ice and then building a team for on the road where the rink tends to be a little bit bigger uh similar this year just take us through the construction of the team and and what it's like almost putting
1: a team together to play in two
0: different uh style barns
1: well yes and yes and no i think uh, we've had teams where we've felt like it was a team that was built for maybe the tg smith at the time which was smaller similar to the Size of the building we're currently in. So, um, but but I think the one thing that we learned very quickly it wasn't necessarily the size of the players. It was things happen quickly in that building, and uh, trans the transition game. Um, it's you you have a little less time to react because there's less space. Things- Hockey's
0: evolved that way naturally, right? And totally. if you take uh, even a s- a split second away from a defenseman the difference between a cleared zone and a turnover.
1: A hundred percent. And in the neutral zone, how quickly things change or puck possession can result in a odd man situation the other way. So that even, you know, how quickly players change in terms of their, their shifts, line changes, et cetera. Um, if guys are lazy coming back to the bench, it can create an odd man situation and you might give up a goal and that might be the game. So, you know, there's a lot of one goal games in the league, but, um, so we've built a, a team. I think our back end is very mobile. Um, they, you know, I think they're in, it's an intelligent group, very competitive. So they play with courage. So yes, they can play in a smaller rink where there's going to be more physical contact. It's not the biggest group, but they'd certainly embrace that style of game. And um, I think we should have some team speed. So that translates in all buildings, you know, in the smaller buildings, we're going to get the pucks a little quicker. And I think in the open ice, we've got some guys that are going to pose challenges for defending teams.
0: A couple more before we do a roster breakdown here, Paul. Um, how I, I We always talk about the importance of points as the year goes on and you know, two points in the later part of the year are just as important as two points in the early part of the year, even though they may be magnified more down the road. Uh, teams don't have a lot of time to gel early on, but the points are just as important. How long do you do you stick with something if it's not working? How long do you just kind of try and hammer home systems until and, and maybe you have to re, rejig them a little? It's a lot for a coach to deal with in a short amount of time with critical
1: points on the line. Yeah, no question. So... I, I mean, it's hard to project kind of when when those decisions are made. They're usually kind of made. We adjust as we go. Um, we've we've had stretches in, you know, the year we lost to Dolphin. We had a tremendous regular season there. Uh, we our November was very very difficult for us. We faced a lot of adversity and through injury and and some some subpar play, we we really struggled there. Last year we had a couple of those stretches as well, and somewhere after Christmas where we were maybe questioning, you know, what's, where where are we going? I think those are important actually to have, um, you know, it'd be awesome to go 58 and 0, but what do you learn through that? And, um, you know, there are definitely games that we've won and if the group is paying attention, we can learn through them. And those are ideal. You don't want to squander any points, give up any points, but, um, you know, you need to learn some valuable lessons throughout the year as well. But, um, Back to your initial point there of, you know, the points this weekend are just as important as the ones in March. And sometimes when you've had a few major speed bumps, the points become maybe a little more important at that time. But yep. in the grand scheme of things, had we picked up an extra four in October, we might not be in that position. You can ask Graham Pollock
0: last year where, where he thought there should have been some points that uh, that you brought home that you didn't. He, he has those games <laughs> yeah, burned into right. his mind. Uh, Paul, uh, before we get into the roster, uh, for fans that maybe don't know, uh, normally you're only allowed to carry a certain amount this year, the rule has changed. Take us through how you're able to carry a certain amount of players throughout the year.
1: Yeah. So in a typical year, we can start with 25 players, which we still can. And that will be our, it's the maximum allowable, uh, number in terms of how many guys you can carry on your roster. So uh, on a, um, On on normal years, we have a cut down on January 10th to 23. And another deadline was December 1st. So we could carry 25 players up until December 1st, but if you wanted to make any changes before January 10th, uh, depending on how many changes you wanted to make, you had to move two or three players if you wanted to open up some spots to uh, make those changes before January 10th. But at January 10th, we had to be at 23. So essentially, you had to deal with two deadlines, almost
0: two trade deadlines.
1: Yeah, correct, correct. So this year, we have a January 10th deadline where it's a roster freeze. And essentially, that's all we're looking at. We are allowed to have 25 players on a roster um, throughout the season this year, similar to what we uh, did during, during COVID. And, and that was for ov- obvious reasons where players were in and out of the lineup due to health concerns, et cetera. But, um, so it gives us some flexibility, you know, there's definitely pluses to it. There's, there's pros to it in terms of how many guys we can have on, if we have injuries and also just, you know, the competitiveness of, of, you know, we have five lines right now and only four are going to play tomorrow. So they're, the guys are pushing in practice. There's no question. The challenge with it is they're, when we're healthy, that means that five players will not be playing in that game. And, and so... You know, as a staff, those are difficult decisions and sometimes difficult conversations when it's been, you know, that player may have, may not have played for a week. And obviously he was a very good player at U18 and this is a new challenge for him personally. So, uh, to manage that is, uh, you know, it's not always the funnest part of our, our job, but, um, hopefully the players understand that when you're on a, uh, hopefully we're one of the better teams and, and have, really good depth, that that's kind of the, um, the fact of life when you, when you play on a team like that. So I know it has been challenging for guys, but if you look at uh, Brett Kaiser last year, who that was his lot in life last year where he wasn't in every night and he did a really good job of, of kind of fighting through it. I thought we saw tremendous growth. Some, he grew in, in resilience and mental toughness. Um, it wasn't easy and, and I acknowledge that. It's it's not easy for someone who was the best player one of the best players on his team for the last 10 years, and now he comes in. He's four years younger than our top guys. He's 40, 50 pounds lighter, and now it's like, I have to earn this. We had injuries at the end of the year. Brett Kaiser plays at the Centennial Cup. We played four games there. He's named player of the game for our team in one of the games.
0: He was fantastic that night. I remember that. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I think for our young guys this year, it's a great story and a tremendous example of, you know, for, and Kai should share that. I'm sure at some point he's going to be having a conversation with someone in our room this year, you know what, I went through this last year and, um, he's come in this year, he's, he's got a larger role with our team, um, has more confidence and he's probably hoping I don't have to go through that again this year. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, um before we wrap up this portion and move into the roster
0: where we're going to get a player by player breakdown, uh you got the the season opener, you know, Verdun Selkirk on the road, then you got the home opener coming up. Just as a as a hockey lover, as a guy that just, you know, lives and breathes this uh this team and this game, the excitement you have standing on the bench, you know, for a regular season game to start the year. Just take us through the emotions you feel even after 12 years of doing it. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't grow
1: old. You, you know, I've been in the game now, like, wow. Um, You know, my whole adult life, really. It was four years where I wasn't in the game, and and um, you st- I'm just as excited about tomorrow's home opener as I was probably as a young player, you know, and for different reasons, right? I don't have the personal gratification of stepping on the ice, but... I'm really looking forward to seeing some of our guys play their first junior games and just um, to, to start this journey with them. Um, that That's the best part of it. Michelle and I were just talking about coaching and that's, that's why you do it. It's it's the hook and, you, you know, to, to be there, to support them, to challenge them, to um, walk together with this group for another year. Um, there's always a lot of excitement and anticipation going into it. All right, let's start a roster
0: breakdown, 2023-24 Steinbach Pistons. Uh, as you set to embark on the regular season, I'm just going to tee up a player, and then you can give us a little insight onto him. Uh, we'll start with the forwards. Uh, Jackson Kostiak got a little cup of coffee last year, but he's planning for a bigger role this year.
1: Yeah, Kosti came in last year. He made an immediate impression. We We saw early he was somebody that we could trust. He played some pretty good minutes for a young guy last year as a 16-year-old in some tough barns. Uh, We played him in Portage, and he played in in Winkler. And, uh, you know, he's gotten a little bit stronger. He's got great speed. Um, He's got some really good edges. He's a player that that kind of brings it every shift. And uh, lots of upside to him. You know, he's a player that at some point is going to be playing at the next level. And this year he's our youngest player. But uh, I, I see him being a contributor to our team without a doubt
0: newcomer to the Pistons, but he's got MJHL experience, Brandon Funk.
1: Yeah, well, Funk, he's going to be a fan favorite here. I think he's already a favorite in the room, just how he plays and practices. He's, he's got one speed and usually one direction, and that's north, and it's fast. So he goes to the hard areas. He's not the biggest guy, but a huge heart, plays with a lot of courage, uh, very difficult to play against. When we played against him last year, you notice him every time he's on the ice. Uh, another returning player, in a sense, is uh, Jamie Fuchs. Spent a little time
0: with Steinbeck last year. Went and got some confidence with Thunder Bay, but back in the blue and white.
1: Yeah, exactly. And Fuchs, he's had a really good camp. In fact, uh, he's one of those guys that has just kind of, um, earned a little more ice here week by week. He opened and a lot of eyes in camp. No question. So came in last year, adjusted you know, we were deep at the start, we moved him to Thunder Bay, we felt it would be an opportunity for him to play a little, a lot more, gain some confidence, uh, grow in confidence, grow as a player, develop, and uh, we've really seen that. So he's come back here, and uh, thankfully we were able to to bring him back, and he's been a great fit with, uh, on Diggs' line. So he grinds, like he's really hard to handle down low, very, uh, he's a stubborn player too, like, when he puts his head down and, and this is what we're doing, he's going to make sure that he accomplishes it and um, come in with a great fitness level as well. Uh, we talked about him a, a little earlier, but uh,
0: Kirk Mullen, again, taking a step as a 20-year-old is huge for him. And you know, we often forget uh, he got traded last year from Weyburn. Then he got hurt right away. So it took him a little while to, to find out what Kirk Mullen's game was as a piston. I think this year he's going to hit the ground running.
1: Yeah, no question. We've, it's been a continuation of what we saw in the playoffs. I mean, he was one of the top players in the league in the playoffs and I think he was second in playoff scoring in the league. And we had you know, we were very hopeful for him him this year and he looks really good. So, you know, should be one of the top guys in the league. He's gonna be a go to guy for us. And um, you know, I just I like his his habits, his um he 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 seems to be, be all in here going into this season. It's a big year for him. He's a 20-year-old, another guy that has potential to play Division One hockey.
0: He's not a rah-rah guy, but he's a guy that is, I'm going to be the first through the wall, follow me.
1: Totally. There's no question he's, he's respected in the yeah. room. The guys view him as a leader, and uh, he, he doesn't, you know, exactly. He's not the first guy to speak up, but if you ask him, he's going to give you a really good answer in terms of if we're in the room addressing a, an issue with the team, et cetera. He'll be spot on with his answer.
0: On a l- ever-growing list of players that whenever they touch the puck, fans pay attention. A name this year that's going to be right near the top is Leo Chambers. Uh, he's got an extra step to his game this year. He's got that tenacity to finish, whether it's a shot or driving to the net. He's going to be one of those guys when he gets the puck, everybody gets to the edge of their seats.
1: Yeah, Leo's going to be a big part of our team this year, no question about it. And was very valuable to us last year. Kind of flew under the radar, had a 40-point season. Uh, when he was injured, we really missed him in the Centennial Cup. Uh, he was the glue on that line. Was one of the forwards that quietly played. Uh, I think he was top three minutes on our team last year, and that would probably not be the name that would come up when you ask people who were your three forwards that played the most minutes. And so Leo was very valuable to us already last year, but this year just a new level of confidence. Uh, he's just come in. You talk about hitting the ground running. It's been a very good impressive camp so far. And um, expecting, you know, great leadership from him as well. We got uh, another returning player who we talked about a little earlier.
0: He's, uh, he's got to shine that smile through a bubble now because he's a little younger. But uh, Brett Kaiser, he's shown in the preseason that he's got some elite hands. And it's something that you guys have been talking about since last year.
1: In, yeah, we've seen this from him for a number of years. He's a very intelligent player. He's very talented and skilled. And, um, it's been an evolution for him growing as a player. So no question he came into camp with a new confidence level. And, um, he believes there's an opportunity for him to prove himself, that he can be a big part of our team. And that was a conversation that he and I had at the end of last year. It's his desire. He wants to come in here and be a difference maker for us. Um, he, he sees some of the players that are gone and the door is open for him. So he's walking through it and I look forward to his year. Like he's another guy that firmly believes going to be a Division One player. Uh, he's got a, the
0: apt nickname Diesel. Makes sense because he is the engine of the Steinbeck Pistons in a lot of
1: ways. Uh, returning player Hunter Dagelman. It's a perfect nickname for him. Really is. And uh, he just you know he, he 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 powers through every shift. And um, it, it, he's a player that empties his tank in practice. He he plays one way all the time. Uh, He has an intensity and fire to him that is a spark that we often need. And, you know, last year there were nights where we had some passengers, but you'd always count on him driving the bus. So um, it's very similar this year again. And he's had a little offense. So, you know, he's a guy that can put some pucks in the net. And he's a tremendous penalty killer, but he's going to score some goals this year. Yeah, Puck
0: has been following him around his first couple preseason games. But again, when you're in the midst of or in the middle of everything, it's going to follow you.
1: And there's no doubt, and there's that line right now is uh, very difficult to play against. They're going to spend a lot of time in the offensive zone.
0: A young player that got a taste of playoff hockey last year, he's looking to make uh, more of an impact this year, even if it's not as and many games as he maybe would like, is Reeve Sukit, uh, a really good playmaker, but an underrated shooter. Really good player.
1: Yeah, ex- that's exactly it. He's, his shot's very, very impressive, and he's got some spots that when, when he, when he hits it, they're just going in, you know, it's, it's like that. Uh, it's like a pitcher that has a, a certain pitch that's just almost unhittable. And he, he's, he's able to, um, to do that for a younger guy, you know, he uses a, 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 softer flex and he understands the technology and, and sticks, but an intelligent player. So yeah, no question, a younger guy and he's going to have to keep, you know, keep, keep working, but, uh, there's a real good player in there.
0: Continuing on with our 2023-24 season preview, the roster of the Steinback Pistons, a newcomer to the club that uh, has kind of opened eyes as camp has gone on in other ways is Connor Paranusi, uh, a sniper who works really hard, and you know what? He's got a surprising amount of edge maybe for his size.
1: Yeah, exactly. He's a player that um, he reminds me a little of Zach Power who we had here a number of years ago. He's a little younger than Zach, but he's got a tremendous mind. He's very creative. Uh, can slow the game down and buy ice. He's not the biggest player, but um there's nothing really soft about him either. He's got an edge. He's very competitive. He's going to put up some numbers and I think as, you know, he he's a guy that has a really high ceiling in terms of putting up some numbers in this league as years go on. But um he's taking advantage right now of a situation and you know, playing with Mullen and Funk. I the line's been very effective and dangerous in in both games and practice. So Excels in the power plays. You know, he's going to have to adjust to junior hockey and just um, the the daily expectation of it and, and play away from the puck, et cetera. But, you know, he's a fun guy to be around, too. He's got a, a lot of energy. The opposite side of that great coin is maybe Wyatt Matfield,
0: who's, uh I would describe as he's got a Hunter Daggelman like edge with a Travis
1: Hensrud-like motor. That is uh, a great depiction of, of Wyatt, so... that's really him in a nutshell. Like it is, it's full on and it's fast Uh, and and he's a bigger body. Uh, He's going to be really difficult to play against as well. And we did some puck races yesterday in practice. And if I'm looking across, he's not a guy that I want to go against. Uh, He's very, very explosive and he's going to win a majority of his races. So, but uh, he's also, you know, I think as he gets comfortable um, you know, he's going to make some plays. Like he's got some hands and he can score some goals in tight. But um what I think the fans will take note of is first of all the mullet and and, <laughs> and then just the speed that he plays the game at.
0: Absolutely. Uh another new player that stands a little bit uh, higher than the rest is perhaps the tallest member of the Pistons this year, Dawson McCann again, just a really genuinely nice guy off the ice, but he's got uh, he's got some beast in him on the ice.
1: Yeah, no doubt. So I think it's just tapping into that inner beast on a consistent basis. So, you know, roughly 6'4", 200 and some pounds. So very fit. He's an intelligent player and um, just just a great high character individual. But um, I think with Canner with, with is just uh, just unleashing a little bit of the beast is, is probably something that will benefit him. But like I said, he's always in the right spot. He's got a very good stick. He's a guy that can contribute as well. Um, a 200 foot player is probably how i would describe him you know he's going to be someone that we're we're really gonna trust as time mm-hmm. goes on
0: another player that's got a lot of offensive upside especially for his age is a young
1: man by the name of sam node yeah sam is um he's he's an explosive player he's another guy that uh, reminds me a little of of, of, a, of a a younger leo is mm-hmm. kind of does everything fairly well and is just gonna continue to develop and grow he does have two years of junior experience which you can tell and uh came in very very fit but um he's got a he, he's got a gear too that a lot of guys won't be able to keep up with
0: another young prospect that i know you're very high on coming from uh, the moose jaw program not the whl one but the AAA program uh grady hoffman again another guy that's got one of those uh energizer bunny engines
1: yeah and uh, just a very intelligent player he's just a hockey player you know when you look at him play it's just He's got some bite to him too. You know, something took place in the preseason that he didn't like and he, you know, he had a a face-to-face meeting with the young man across across the ice, but, um, you know, I I like just a lot of aspects of his game. He was a player that we watched last year, played, and then he also played for Rob Smith at at the rink. So someone we were very familiar with prior to last season and um, he's going to have a very good junior career. Uh, we have
0: a couple more forwards to go through. Another big-bodied forward on left wing. You have a lot of right-handed forwards, but one of the guys that stands out on the left side is Max Charbonneau.
1: Yeah, Max is another guy. He's just adjusting. You know, he played prep school in New Hampshire last year. Uh, One of our biggest players, there's no question. I think once he really grasps how big and strong he is and when he wants to take pucks to the net, he's going to be a handful. And I saw it yesterday in practice where he dropped his shoulder and took a puck to the far post, and it was almost impossible for a D to defend it. So it's just, he's one of those guys where, you know, he'll understand who am I as a player, what are my strengths, and how can I use those to be most effective in our league, and we're starting to see that. He's got a knack for the net too.
0: Another guy that's got a knack uh, for for scoring goals, but he also seems like a very smart player where he does a lot of the little things right that maybe are not going to get talked about or the most spotlight is the final forward on the list, Tyler Jordan.
1: Yeah, Tyler uh, is kind of... Um, flies under the radar as well. You know, he just kind of goes about his business. During scrimmages and uh, at camp, um, you know, all of a sudden there's a, no one, you know, neither team has scored a goal and then Jordan scores a goal. And then the next scrimmage he does it again. And And that was kind of his camp. So he just kind of made you take note of him. Um, you know, yesterday we did some drills where players, um you know, we're a little more isolated in some scenarios where we saw their speed, and he's got he's got uh, an explosive stride, and but a, a player that um, I think is going to be able to handle all different situations as well, and should be very trustworthy.
0: All right, we're, we move now to the defensive side of things, and again, with all due respect to years past for the program, this year's D uh, might be the deepest, and it's anchored by, of course, three veterans on the left hand side, but some veteran presence on the la- on the right side from last year as well. And we start with the local good guy Spencer Penner.
1: Yeah, we are excited about our back end, and it's um, a very mobile group, um, and, you know, intelligent and very, very competitive, and. So there's going to be some, obviously some growing pains with some of our younger guys, but Spenny was a guy last year that just really started to accept and understand who he was and what's the best version of Spencer Penner. And I just go back to the Winkler series where he blocked that puck and he he really became that guy. It was just whatever I need to do to help this team win. And I think we all loved and appreciated that about him and he just gained a tremendous amount of respect in our room or how hard he plays he's not the biggest guy but uh he's he's pretty strong for uh as lean as he is and and but very very competitive and we're what we're seeing this year is just uh, another layer of of leadership and with the experience that he's brought another dedicated guy who's really worked hard is Noah Zabo yeah Zabs is ready for more I think at the Centennial Cup everybody saw like okay, wow, we've got a player here. And he um, took some major strides last year at the end of the year on the biggest stage, played his best hockey of the year. And it wasn't uh, complex. It was just making really good decisions and, and just executing at a, at a very high level. So that's the one thing we've encouraged with him this year. He's going to be a Division One player at some point. But um, don't get away from what you've been doing. Just continue to build on, on what we saw at the end of last year.
0: David Cote had a roller coaster year last year between injuries and, and kind of uh, some disciplinary stuff throughout the playoffs too, at times Uh, you expect more out of him.
1: Yeah. I'm looking forward to Dave's year. Like Dave's another guy. He, I think he, he's at his best when he plays, um, when he has an understanding of who am I, I'm six foot four. I have a long stick. I'm very hard to play against. I have good mobility and one of the best defenders. Like when he's at his best, he's really hard to play against and practice against. So, and yet, there's um, there's a good puck mover in there as well. So, a guy that should eat some minutes for us.
0: He came in and gave an offensive spark to a blue line that needed it. He's got that under his belt and a full uh, season to re- get ready for Pistons hockey. Parker Jasper.
1: Yeah, Jasper's looked really good at camp so far. He's just so poised and patient with the puck. He's, he's got, uh, he's he's very, very skilled, but does an excellent job at the offensive blue line getting pucks through, and he has some deception as well, so... You know, one of the players you're going to see on one of the power play units is going to be a big part of our offensive success, but I think the part that's underrated is he's got some edge to his game too, and he's going to, he's going to pop a few guys.
0: Six preseason points obviously catches attention, but he's going to look to round out his game this year. That's newcomer Liam Doyle.
1: Yeah, he started the preseason. You know, he had, um, he had a couple games there, I think, with three points, and, and so you can see the offensive flair there. He's got a, a shot that's very, um, very effective. I think it's tough for goaltenders to read and he gets pucks through and he's, he's a player that loves to compete. He's, he's got a physical edge to him. And as a young defenseman, there's an adjustment period. So we're going to see that this year. We're going to see some ups and downs from him, but I think there's going to be some real shining bright spots for Liam Doyle. Um, and another guy that, you know, is going to be playing at the next level at some point. So it's going to be fun to watch his kind of evolution and development process here this year.
0: Big body defender that moves pretty well is Chad Cote. So you're doubling up on Cotes.
1: Yeah, well, we had three at camp, so <laughs> we're we're down to two. And uh, it's, it's the first time we've had initials uh, <laughs> yeah. for for some time. I think there were the Bettons brothers and, and the Graham brothers, and we've done that a few times. But these brothers, or these Cotes are not brothers, And they live in different provinces even. So, uh, although he's initially from Quebec. But yeah, a big, big, big defenseman. He's one of our biggest players, a tremendous amount of range, fairly mobile for a big guy. So he's only 17 years old yet. And that's the one thing that he's a young guy. You know, patience will be required in in his case here. I think the bigger guys often take a little bit longer. But when I look at him at 20 years old, he could be very, very difficult to play against. And, um, you know with him, he's a player that we're just going to encourage you to be be patient here. And, um, but I see there's some definitely some ceiling with him
0: every year. It seems like you, you bring in a guy that ends up being the guy we, we look for in years down the road. And, you know, you think of a Mark Wilson type, a Bryce Kilborn type, I think in years to come, we'll be looking for a Jack cook type. And you've got the original here this year coming from Cam river, your thoughts on Jack, uh, being a part of your club.
1: Yeah. We're, we're real excited about the addition of Jack. Like, it's funny, those are the names that you mentioned there. He brings some of that. there's a calmness to him uh veteran presence a maturity to his game to him I mean, not the most vocal guy either, but there's a quiet confidence to him he's you know um you're gonna see him do some special things on the ice he's he's he can he moves pucks he's got tremendous vision he passes it extremely well he can shoot the puck and um Initially, when we acquired him, uh, I described him as a 200-foot guy, You know, a guy that plays a complete game. And so we've seen that. He can also defend, but there's no question his, some of his strengths are when he has the puck on his tape.
0: Uh, we wrap up the defense with another young guy, Shane Burns.
1: Yeah, Burns, he's going to be a, another player that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. There's going to be some, some growth here, uh, some, some ups and downs, that, like with any young player. He's still 17 years old as well. And but a very an extremely high compete level. He's got some fire to his game, and it's it's fun to watch when you know he likes to blow the blow the odd guy up. But can shoot the puck. He passes like a man. He's got some really good habits. Excellent edges. Um, gonna be a tremendous player in, in you know in time. But there's a lot of potential with Burnsy in goal. Uh, you have a returning guy and a new face as
0: well. We'll start with the guy that's back for a second kick at the can. That's Cole Plowman.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I think Plows is really looking forward to the opportunity, you know, in front of him. He's he's had some really good goaltender partners and and relationships and different personalities, I think, that he's learned from as well. Um, You know, we we had a glimpse or saw a glimpse last year of what he's capable of. He had some games that were very difficult where he was our best player. I think the game in Portage really stands out for me where he stopped, you know, 40-plus and Mm -hmm. was, um, you know... Everything that you would hope for from from a goaltender, so no doubt about it, he brings what three years of experience now. Uh, a guy that we're gonna, we're going to need, and, and he's going to be a big part of what we we uh, do this year.
0: And a newcomer who I, I got the per, the correct pronunciation right from him the other day. Uh, Back Lidan, he is uh, he's going to be uh, in your crease as well this year.
1: That's that's right. So I was unaware of that pronunciation <laughs> until yesterday. So. I'm going to have
0: to change for exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, Lead ad. And
1: I think the guys call him Lides. Yeah. So <laughs> it's going to, we're going to have to change some of our. <laughs> I'm going to go home and just say his name over 50 times.
0: Candace is going to think you're going insane. Yeah. Or she's used to it. One we're, of the two. Right, right. Uh, just another <laughs> hockey season. But, Young dynamite uh, goaltender, though, tracks pucks real well. And, when things hit him, he knows exactly where the puck's going. Whether it's down to the corner, he tracks it so well.
1: Yes, yeah, so we're going to go with Beck. So there Beck, you go. <laughs> Beck's been uh, been very impressive here to start. He, we got to see him last year. He came and skated with us in the spring, late winter. Uh, I think he came up twice. So that was a great sign. He wanted to come up. He he enjoyed his time here, and he made an impression immediately against our shooters in practice. So you know. We got off the ice, I remember a couple of the guys, I think Ty Paisley came and asked me, you know, who's he? And he said, oh, he's pretty good, you know. But eats pucks, controls his rebounds. Reminds me a little bit of a Matt Lenz. When Matt was at the end of his time with us, was just he was not the biggest guy, but played big and um, just always in the right spot. He just doesn't give you a lot and doesn't give you a lot of second and third looks. Uh, and,
0: uh, we'll wrap up with the staff, just bringing back, you know, Calvin and Jeff and Graham and all the, the wonderful people that support the club and, and just having that, uh, in a year of, that's going to be a little bit of a, a different one in a new place.
1: Yeah, that's right. So it's great to have the continuity. We have one change this year with our staff and that's our goaltending coach, uh, Guy St. Vincent, uh, has moved out of province and, and, uh, we brought Dan Ferguson back. So it's a, it's a new face, but someone we're very, very familiar with because he was with us for five, six years prior to, and worked with, you know, Nick Deary and Matt Thiessen and a number of guys that had a lot of success here. So that's, um, been a very easy transition. He's going to do a great job with our goaltenders again. And then, you know, obviously Jeff has been here for a, a while now. It's like, it's becoming like family, you know, um, we, we, we communicate throughout the year, you know, we had a couple of rounds of golf in and so, yeah, there we're staffed. but, uh, it, it extends beyond the, beyond the rink when you've worked with someone for that period of time and you have a good relationship and, and then that's with Calvin as well. I think it's kind of dangerous. We're starting to think so much alike that we, Olsen, uh, I'm about to text him or call him and my phone rings and he's about to tell me what I was about to tell him. So that's where we're at and uh it's, and that's a great thing you know we're certainly on the same page and have a lot of trust in in what he does with our defensemen and um just his contribution to our team in general so um you know he has a really good handle on what the team needs to hear at at a given moment and um, you, you know he um well, so he's been a valuable valuable asset for us And then, um, and and then Graham's back again as well. So that's another guy like we, we, uh, have worked together for a long time. So he has a real good understanding of what we want to see in terms of video and in game analysis. Uh, sometimes he's just sending a text down after a period on things that we're, we should be, be looking for and paying attention to. So. And then our off-ice, you know, we have some great volunteers with Shannon and Rhonda and Russ and Bill. They drive that. And and then our others, Percy leads our security team. So looking forward to seeing a lot of those people. We've seen a few at the exhibition games in Steinbach. They weren't all there, but uh, it, it was fun. It was fun. They're all excited. You know, it's, it's neat when the weather's 28 degrees and some of these people are walking in the building and they're talking how excited they are for the hockey season to start.
0: Yeah, In shorts and flip-flops, it's something else. Uh, Paul Dick, uh, thank you for breaking down the roster. Looking forward to hearing these names uh, throughout the year and, and looking forward to our conversations throughout the year as well. Thanks for doing
1: this. Yeah, looking forward to it as well, Dave. Thanks.